Okay, it, it sounds like you have the pastoral thing in mind uh, for the transition. Um, have we also addressed the business side of this transition? Yes. Yeah, and can I do this? Those questions are going to be what we're going to be start dealing with next week with Josh, Justine, and JJ. So there would be two aspects of the... I'll do it real quick here. There'd be two aspects of the business side of this church, which is unusual. Usually there's just what they call an executive pastor who runs you know, salaries and budgets and making sure that every, everything works. And then there's the pastoral ministry side of things. This one has a third business element, of course, and that's this building and the rentals and all that. And I don't know, I, I have a plan that I have submitted to the people that, are, that we think are going to be taking it, the team that we think is going to be taking it, about what I would do if I was them. Uh, but they're free to do it or not. But there's, I've already talked to some people like Eric Nichols and so on to try and get some real experts in here to help us with that. Uh, the other thing is, is like I say, we don't know, but you know, if it really is Josh and Justine, at this point in time, JJ's saying she feels called to be a part of that. And I don't know if they're gonna do EP or not, that would really be up to them, but if they did. Executive pastor. Executive pastor, sorry. If they did, that would be really good. You know what I mean, she's really good at that. So. There is that possibility. Yeah. Just put your hand up for me. There we go. I probably have a few, but one specifically for Julie. How does the church function without <laughs> Julie? I just. <laughs> I think we're all like. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think um, we're, it's going to be, I think it's, I definitely know it's doable, you know, um, and I have, we have some thoughts, but, you know, this is pretty new, you guys. We, we really haven't been, like, thinking about this, and, you know, um, but I really believe there's a way to do it. I think we have established um, partners in the building, and we have created a sense of family within that context. And I do a lot of things in my maximizer personality that doesn't have to be done, you know, like the extra events. And I think there are ways to um, settle the building down if you don't have a personality like myself. And I think that's probably what we'll look at. And, um, and I, I really think there's a way to continue doing what we're doing, but keep it a little more settled down, not just like blow it out and make it like as full as it can be at every moment. And anybody who works with me knows I do that, you know. Um, so that's that's what I'm thinking. And then the fun part, I'm going to miss terribly. So because I walk in this building every day and just have fun, you know. I love whoever I'm with. I it's just fun for me. So I'm praying. I'm praying. Does that help? Just start throwing hands up. Oh, Michelle had her hand up. Nope, she changed her mind. She changed her mind? Okay. That's all right. Okay, as I'm unclear how really the Foursquare Church does change pastors, but you alluded to it this morning, does your boss, being Dave Beach, have to appoint whoever comes next? Absolutely. Okay. That's the way that they do it, and I love that. It's biblical, okay. of course. So at you this know? point, 
he has not approved anything going forward. No. And we could okay. say, this is what we all believe. Gotcha. And, and he says, I don't. I just, and then we'll have to see how yeah, that goes. I just wanted that clarification. Yeah, yeah that, that's definitely up in the air. And that's been a challenge for Justice Dean to say, you know, do we commit and we don't even know if we're going to be accepted and won't let be pretty hurtful if it does happen that way? And yes, it would be. Uh, having said that, you know, everybody, let's, let's be clear. I, I was so not a denominational guy. I'm, I worked with denominations before I ever joined one, and I knew them to be at some fundamental level a human bureaucratic institution that was out after their interests, not yours. I submitted myself to a denomination because I'm a bit of a lone wolf, and I knew that I could get up in some far hinterland doing something that was actually hurting people and not knowing it. And I wanted somebody to be able to fire me. So I did that. And there have been a couple things that Foursquare's done that I thought, well, that's good for you and not good for me. But not very many. But here's what has happened. I've really come to respect tremendously that God put those people in those positions and that they're doing everything that they can to get it right in him. They don't have an agenda. They're just trying to figure out what the Lord's doing just like we are. So like I said, I've been part of these pastoral transitions and, and I really like Everyone that I've seen, I've, I thought they have handled it very respectfully to the congregation, unless there wasn't a congregation, or unless there was some fundamental, really serious problem that needed to be fixed, in which case they have the ability to come in and fix it. And I've seen that happen too. But even then, I totally bore witness with what the result was. Every pastor that's been installed by Foursquare that I've been a part of, I thought was done excellently, and they found an excellent person the right person, the God person to do it. So, you know, godly people. Go ahead. I love that you're saying, you know, you've, you've seen this history and this pattern, and I, I love that we have this great counsel and uh, man of God who's looking out for us that you can go and, uh, you know, we could try to figure out who's coming in and all of this. My question is, how is the, do you know his process? Is he gonna come in and like get to know us? Is he watching the, you know, through live? How is he, because you, you mentioned something when you were talking earlier about having skin in the game. Now obviously he does um, with what I consider a little bit of a disconnect because right. he doesn't know all of us, so. Yeah. Again, uh, it depends on the church. It's done differently. There is no formula. What there is, is, is what's the church? If the church is healthy, if they're doing well, if, if, the, if this body said, we have prayed, we have sought the Lord, we really believe that it is Josh and Justine or whoever, and we went back to Dave with that, then what he would do is just pray and say, do I bear witness with that? And if in good conscience, he can sign off on it, He'll sign off on it. That makes his life easier. You know, if they had a good person in place and I bear witness to it, let's do it. You know what I mean? That's a good thing. Now, again, he needs to be in that role to also work as a check in the Lord, right? Maybe we're all, maybe for whatever reason, we're just not seeing something. And so you need to have somebody who can take you out of the, you know what I mean, out of the loop that we're in. And just see it from a different perspective. And, and I, I just do want to say, I need to say it again, I really respect Dave's ability to hear the Lord. Okay, He's a good man, and he seeks the Lord. And 
you know, we put a guy in Duval, we put a guy in Lander, we put a guy in, and, and every one of them, we put a guy in Eastside, every one of them, this was a really good thing. You know, the right person, really good stuff. So, yes, he's disconnected. But, you know, kind of what I was saying here this morning, you know, if you're too connected, maybe you don't see it, you know. So he'll do the same thing. He'll pray and say, is this the person? And if he thinks it is, then he'll do it. And I'm telling you, the congregations that they brought pastors into are not going, oh, my God, I can't believe you brought that person in here. They're all going, that was an excellent choice. Good process. He's got a deep bench, you know. I mean, he's got a lot of people who he can pull from. And I, and I need to say that this church, honestly, and, and Patricia Lyon, is she here? But, but I've, we've talked about it before. This is, one of the, this is definitely in the top 10% of opportunities in Foursquare. This location, this building, this congregation is, they really have their pick of the litter. You know, the likelihood is they would actually pull somebody out of a church and bring them here because it would be, you know, they've proven themselves and something like that, if that's the way that it goes. Okay, and I just looked over at Justine, and I guess I don't want to talk about this this way very much anymore because I have a, a heart. So, but she's good, and I love that. Go ahead. Uh, I just wanted to say, uh, 30 years ago, I was on a church council for a church that in two years went through two changes of pastor. Yeah. And it was a church where the congregation and the council interviewed, and they made the choice. And... I'm going to tell you from experience that it can be very hard on a congregation as people divide into camps over their favorite and then the healing that has to occur after the, the choice is made. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to put this decision into God's hand in order to keep our community together as one. You know, I want to piggyback on that. Foursquare owns our building. They have recently opened it up to where the church can own the building. And trust me, with the kind of things that we do, there's a lot of reason for us to own this building because we have to go jump through hoops and do all kinds of paperwork and everything else. But I love that Foursquare owns the building because I've watched churches totally fracture over the building. Now, if there's a bad reason to fracture, it's a stupid building, right? And the point is, I, I, I think the way that Foursquare does it, it's the most biblical way. It is as close to the scripture as you can get of Paul appointing people. And it does allow for a very different dynamic than when the congregation is voting on it and forming their opinions and so on. That doesn't mean that Paul didn't respect the people that were there and be sensitive to what they thought and what they were wanting and so on, right? So I think it's a really nice mix between, you know, people really being able to have a say. I mean, Every pastor that we put into place, the congregation was deeply involved in the process. John, why I'll come back and get you next. Sorry, I didn't see you. I wonder if you could comment on the, uh, for lack of a better word, credentials, certifications, education, qualifications of, of Justine. Oh, can we wait on that one until next week as we're asking her questions and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I, I would tell you right now, um, I'm her theology and okay this is the shorthand version of saying what I really believe theology comes out of a closeness with Christ 
I know a lot of people who spent a lot of time in books and got a lot of degrees. In fact, in the field, we call it death by degrees. You die a little bit when you get your Bible degree, you die a little bit more when you get your master's and you're dead as a doorknob when you get your doctorate. And that is an all too common practice. So I'm not dismissing education when I say that at all, because there are plenty of people that are doctorates that are alive and loving God and so on. The issue is good theology comes out of a closeness to Christ because he's the one that keeps you going right. Is, is Ebby here? Ebby, if you're here, would you raise your hand? Okay, Ebby's not here today. Ebby John is a fairly new to a lot of things and everything else, and we're having a lot of very deep discussions about theology. And he doesn't know these things, but we, he's in a group that's doing something, and he's got some reservations about it. And his discernment is extraordinary. I would actually point to you, too. What did you know about theology when you got saved? And yet, any time that we talked, you knew what was true, because you were close to him. And he was quickening that. It, it literally says you have the spirit and so you know all. Now having said that, I'm a big believer in training. Justine does in fact have a Bible degree and she does in fact have years of theological training under me. You know what I mean? Of just going through, what do you do in this situation? Do in that situation. And that doesn't make me the be all end all of that. It just means she is a lifelong learner she has been studying scripture from a very early age. And when we talk about scripture, I'm never sitting there going, wow, you really, she feels like she'd like more training. I sit there and I go, that, that's not a concern for me. Now again, I have to say, I have to get that out of my head either way and say, is it the Lord? Uh, but yeah, I mean, in general, I'm always in favor of more study, more education, more learning, more, 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 uh, as long as you're keeping it close to Christ. Did that answer it, John? You can ask next week, too. It didn't answer it, did it? Okay. Well, I don't mean to be a politician. What's that? Uh, well, let's do that next week, then. Uh, I, I get, we're probably going to need to do some sort of resume so that you can write down the, you know, that kind of stuff, something like that. Hey, Dave, I uh, see we'll you. We'll I got it. two back here, Dave, and then I'll come up there. Okay, go ahead, John. It's Jenny. Um, my question is, does Dave Veach know? Have you already talked yes. to him? Okay. Yeah. So he's a, praying. I have a meeting with him on February 20th. And right now, it feels to everybody that's involved that by February 20th, we should have enough of a sense of the Lord that I can go in saying, it's somebody within, and this is what we'd like you to consider, or... No, we didn't come to that place, and so it's yours, and let's talk about what to do from there. You know, rightly, by the way, he will definitely talk to me about it, but he's not going to listen that hard to me because he's trying to figure out what's next, you know, and that, I think, is a good thing. Is that Dave? Okay. Um, I believe corporate prayer has its place uh, in discerning uh, as well. I just wonder... Is there uh, any plan, or could you comment on whether it might make sense for us to corporately pray for guidance for the church, and also guidance for you, because we're kind of your family? Yeah. That's really good. Uh, maybe, I don't know, do we do that next week? Can somebody write that down? Is Wanda still here? <laughs> could, you, could you write oh, that Wanda. down, Wanda? 
I can't believe that I haven't already got that in there. I had it in the other plan. I don't have it in this one. So yeah, we're going to take some time and figure out where that goes in the Lord. Really good. Thank you, Wanda. I'll, I'll also write it down when I get my phone. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? I um, saw a richness in a picture, Kurt, that I saw a week or so ago with you and your brothers, your dad, that um, validates this. Um, I think you're um, moving into something that um, has a wonderful texture to it, a beautiful future, a family uh, reinforcement, and um, something that I'd like to be part of. I, um, Kristen and I are working through our stuff, but uh, what I saw in that picture was really cool. So, good on you, bro. Let it be Lord. Let it be Lord. Now, I'm saying let it be Lord. I'm being very respectful. Hmm. But did anybody else hear the joke that was in what he just said? He saw me being with my dad and brothers. <laughs> I did hear that. I, I was hoping to ignore it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Zach. Well, the question would be about um, Foursquare. Yeah. So the, the thread of what the Holy Spirit has been communicating across the board to, to you, certainly Justine and others who are, you know, wanting to do what God's, what God's doing. In, in, do you feel that where Foursquare is, that their thinking is in alignment with the synagogal community style, the, 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 the sort of thread of what we're trying to do in, in the spirit? Are they going to want to reinstitute if, in fact, um, you know, Justine, they have a different idea and that isn't what, where they're going? Are they going to try to institute the same paradigm that we are in the belief that God is trying to stop and I think, shift. I think that that is a superb question. And I'm going to answer it by saying, first of all, these are people that I know, and these are people that I trust. And I do think, here's the, here's the problem when you're on the bleeding edge. There's a lot of blood. I think, I can tell you, did you guys know that the, I don't know if it's the average yet, but there's a ton of mega church, ch churches that are reducing the preaching schedule of the primary preacher. And I just heard this stat. Was it from you? And what is it? They're down to 36 on average or something like that now, which is unheard of. Two years ago, if you didn't preach 40 plus, you weren't doing your job. Now... They're down to 36, and, and I asked about Valprez when I was with Dave called my mentor, and I was asking about Dave, and Scott is down to 50%. And, and I, I'm hearing this over and over and over again, which is senior pastors saying the model is terribly broken. And the first thing they're reacting to is it's way too much on the senior pastor. They have to run everything, preach everything, do everything. It's ridiculous. It's not discipling people. This is not okay. Now, that is widely held. And yes, that is very much a conversation that's taking place inside of Foursquare. And you're seeing a lot more preaching team as an, as an answer to part of that problem. 
Can I say that I've heard a lot of people talk about totally blowing out? Well, the guy that I talked about a couple of weeks ago is Foursquare. So yeah, there are people in Foursquare who are very much talking about this. Is that sort of throughout the organization? I think organizations by their definition lag. So, so what I would have to say is I think, I think Foursquare is a godly denomination that's going to seek the Lord and the Lord's going to make his will known and that they're going to move with him. Will they move as quickly as somebody who is in the literally seven and a half percentile of people that is comfortable on the bleeding edge? Probably not. And so what does that mean for like Sam? Trust the Lord. If this is what he's saying, he's going to bring us somebody who gets that and who's into that. And by the way, when you're talking with him, I won't be in the room. When you're talking with him, talk about it. And, you know, he'll be saying, who am I supposed to be meeting with? And I'll be saying, meet with these people. You know what I mean? And bring it up and say, we really feel like communities is something we were doing, or we really feel like, or we, you know what I mean? These kinds of things. Dave, is, Dave certainly knows these concepts. This is something that, like I say, the, everybody knows that we're in zeitgeist transition, and so we're dealing with it. Well, after February 20th is... If, like I say, if we can say it really is Josh Justine and he signs off on it, well, then he won't come. If we say it really isn't them or anyone else, then he'll say, here's what I'm going to do. And my guess is it probably happens fairly soon after that. He'll start talking because it'll be a months-long process. Like I say, if it becomes another pastor, my guess is they're going to bring somebody in for a few months. Jim Hayford or you know, somebody who's really good, who's going to come in and, and just kind of set the tone for transition. It's a good thing. It helps you to sort of go from one spot to another spot without just sort of being breakneck, you know? Okay. I think you just kind of answered my question anyways, but I was going to ask, like, uh, if Dave brings in someone else from outside or something and, you know, it's totally what God tells him or, you know, whether or not, and we start feeling like, oh, maybe this isn't right, ways down the line, what happens then? Yeah. And then the other thing I was going to ask is, like, um, are we going to have a whole transition in leadership, too? Like, it's you know, how does that work with a new pastor coming in from outside? Are we still going to have the same vibe of being able to have guest speakers from the congregation share their testimony and have other pastors as well? Yeah. Or did they have their own opinion on that? Or how does Guest that speakers from the congregation, let me just deal with that really quickly. It took me a decade to get to where uh, it, that worked, the way that it worked. You'll even see right now that we're not doing too much of that. There's a reason why. And part of it is we're a very different congregation than we were when we started doing that because God's been transitioning us. So it's been a little tougher to do that. Not completely, but it's also felt like we were supposed to do something slightly different. As to staff, and that's a great question, uh, it, if it's Josh and Justine, uh, you can kind of see one way playing out. If it's somebody else, it just depends. There is no formula. Some pastors come in and they just want to get rid of everybody because that's what they do. And some pastors come in and you know they say, who's here? And then they you know, have them interview and so on. I think Randy Remington, when he went down to Beaverton, said, look, everybody's fired, and now come interview. And they kept a huge percentage of the church because it's a really good church that was doing a really good job in really good ways. And Randy said, you, you need to be on our team. You know what I mean? So it'll be something like that. 
you know? Uh, again, let me say, see, there's two different kinds of transitions. One is the church is fundamentally unhealthy and they need a change. And the other one is the church is fundamentally healthy. They're just at a moment of change. So you handle those two things very differently, right? One of them, you go in to be a change agent, and you purposefully might not do what the congregation wants because you're thinking that's probably not who's supposed to be there. You know what I mean? Other situations like this one, you know, we've lost all the people that we've lost. You can all see that because the people have moved and everything else. Our tithe's gone down about 10%. We've certainly lost more than 10% in terms of big givers and tithe and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's just the way it... The group of people that's here, you know what I mean? They're faithful and they're strong and, and all that kind of stuff. Well, if I'm Dave Veach, I'm not wanting to blow that up, you know what I mean? And, he, and I've watched him. When he came into Lander, fundamentally healthy congregation. Had a big problem at top, but fundamentally healthy. The, it wasn't Dave in that transition, but it was John Youngquist. But when he came in, he did the same thing Dave did. He just said, this is a fundamentally healthy transition. What do you want? And then they looked for that <laughs> and found it. A great guy. We'd have time for about two more questions. Just really? Uh, what, what sort of time? 12.30. And, and why is that? I'm just curious. We then let the next church on stage. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. That's me. Makes sense. This, we talked to Julie Brunk about that. Uh, and John yeah. Badham has got his hand up next. Go ahead, Kay. This is really a comment rather than a question. Sure. And as sad as I am to see change, I don't like change in general, and especially with Julie and Kurt, but I've been here a long time, and there were probably 40 of us when we first walked through the doors. And I said this to Kurt the other day. We were a group of people who were done doing church. We wanted to have a deep relationship with Jesus and not do the mega church thing. And we've walked through some difficult seasons, but the one thing I've always seen is Jesus being glorified. Amen. And I have confidence, um, not in us, but in Jesus, Amen. that that is going to continue as sad as it makes me feel. That's right. So we do things differently. Yeah. I also just have a comment, and Kurt, you can, you know, I don't know Dave, but in terms of the question of his involvement in what's next for this church, my guess is it would be based heavily on whether we as a congregation are willing to press in as a congregation and go after God, right. or if we're going to sit back and just see what happens. If we're going to sit back and see what happens, then somebody else will have to come in and, and take care of it. Yeah. If we as a congregation are going to embrace God and go after his lordship over our lives, then I think we will make it an easy answer for Dave. If somebody else has another question, please talk to me about it privately. I want those to be the words that are ringing in our ears as we leave here today. That's exactly right. I, I think it, this will work as well as we press into him. And if, if that's not a works mentality, that's just saying if we care, if we pray, if we take it seriously, God is, he loves answering that. You know what I mean? So, perfect. Thank you for being here. I didn't know if it'd be two people or, you know, this. So thank you for being here. Thank you for caring. Uh, I've already told you how much I love you, but by the time you get out the door, you're going to get five more hugs from me, so you will know it physically. And again, just to reiterate the importance of next week. So make sure you come next week because we'll get...
Josh and Justine on stage. We'll get JJ on stage. We'll have Kurt, and Kurt up there. So um, don't, <laughs> she's saying no. We'll, we'll get her somehow, but um, we'll get a lot of those questions answered. We so we'll see, we yeah, we'll see you next week. We love you so much. Love you. Thank you.